Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where once this week we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam. And I'm Stevie. And I'm May. Score currently stands at wherever it was last week. Yes, we've got a special guest with us this week. Hello. May is on Lost in Translation 1. If you haven't heard it, it's an amazing podcast, which we cannot sing its praises enough. Aw, we try. You try good. I try very good. We're a pair of good eggs. Very good eggs. It's a special episode that we're doing because Stevie's flying away somewhere for a little while. Yes, I'm not here right now. You're going to America, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to Florida. Ah. This is why, through the magic of time travel, I'm here. Ah. Technically, I'm in the future right now because it's June 5th. So two people from the past and one person from the future are now in the future past to record something for the future. Yay! Yay! And this time we are watching episode 15, Battle Aboard the Saint Anne and the Dark Network of Etamon. Now it's time for a demonstration, which Sam will take care of now. Now it's time for our demonstration, where it's just me because Stevie is being a kid in America. Whoa. So let's start off with some from Twitter. Our first bit of feedback is from Rene, I think it is, on Twitter. Um, at Catharsis, which is K-A-T-H-F-A-R-S-I-S. And they do some really, really good Pokemon drawings. And they said, thanks to the Moncast for getting me back into a poker mood for my Draw a Mall project. And they also added a photo of a Oddish and a Vileplume, which look absolutely amazing. And I am not ashamed to say that I went back and looked through their artwork and found Sandshrew, because Sandshrew is the best, and Sandshrew looks really adorable. And they are absolutely amazing. So yes, thank you. Um, it's nice to have people appreciate what we do. I also appreciate the artwork you do. I'm pretty sure when Stevie gets back, they'll post it to your artwork. They control Twitter and I do not. The second bit of feedback we've got is from Twitter again. And Stevie is absolutely shameless. I sent a message to Jeff Nimoy on Twitter saying, at Jeff Nimoy, please can we have a retweet to help share up that covers Digimon, brackets and Pokemon, cough, cough. We'd be super grateful. And Jeff Nimoy actually retweeted it. And then Maureen Smith, who was a former head of Fox Kids, also liked the tweet, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. So thank you, Stevie, for being absolutely shameless. Now over to With the Wolf Forums for our next bit of feedback. And it's from Penguin Mage. And it's a bit long, so I'm going to shorten it down into the points that they want to get across. And they say that in our last-ish episode, the one with Charmander, we um, one of us says that Damien is better than AJ. And I don't know who said that, probably me, but they think that AJ isn't as bad as Damien. And Damien is garbage, but they'll get to that in a second. Um, they say that AJ is indeed a brat, that much they'll adhere to. However, AJ isn't any worse than that. And they assume that's because he's 10, 12-ish. And that kids at that age are terrible little butts anyway you look at it, because they're children. And they're going to talk big and in general be crappy. However... AJ's methods aren't terrible. He's training them, he's putting his Pokemon up against others, he's using his own methods, con- concentrating on their weaknesses, which, when you're training, is usually trying to get rid of said weak. They say that Sandshu was in that pool for a very short amount of time, and yes, it probably hurt a bit, but it's not going to hurt as much as, say, a Hydro Pump from a Poliwhirl. He's building up endurance to their weaknesses, and apparently this isn't the only time we see it in the Pokemon series. 
but may not cover that because it might be one of the later later episodes that we have to rush through to get to the next part of Digital Life Pokemon. They also think that the whip is irrelevant because it's a gra- against Sandshrew, which is a ground type which has naturally high defenses and then it's not enough to warrant calling it beating a Pokemon. They see it more as a controlling factor so it, it adds a bit more like, a bit like a dog clicker or something like that. They also say that these are creatures that get blasts of fire thrown at them, etc. So a whip is really nothing. And yeah, I I actually have changed my mind about AJ a, a fair amount since episode. Because we've had a lot of discussions, especially me and Stevie. But I'll talk about that in a second. They continue to say that AJ genuinely cares for each of his Pokemon. Working to strengthen them instead of giving up on them because they have a weakness to water. Or in the case of Butterfree, aren't meant to be physical attackers. He takes them the time to create special food for each and every one of them and he's absolutely crushed when Char- um, Sandshrew gets taken. Damien on, on the other hand has zero care for trying to help Charmander get any better and only wanted it once it proved that it could be strong enough on its own. He's a piece of crap, AJ is way better. Which yeah, um, after the episode we've had a lot of discussions and I think the thing that I didn't really like about AJ's training methods are they're quite impersonal, he's not there for the time that the Pokemon are being trained and I think that's the thing that really made it weird for me because the training methods I would use as a trainer would be to spend a lot of time building the bond with those Pokemon. Maybe he doesn't focus so much on being super friends and chums with his Pokemon but he does care for them. So yes my opinion has changed and I think AJ is not that bad um, especially after seeing Damien do his thing. They also go on to say that they left an iTunes review on they left a review on iTunes, but great podcast guys, looking forward to the next episode. And then their iTunes review, if we go over to that, says an enjoyable podcast five stars, which I think is really good. Thank you. Um I'm super awkward when it gets when it um comes to praise and compliments. It weirds me out. I'm far too British. But they say the podcast covers the anime television series of Pokemon and Digimon side by side, along with their similarities and differences. Seeing how the two stack up in broadcast order is interesting and often enlightening when the similarities do come up. The two hosts also have fairly good chemistry and are able to have differing opinions without going over the top. Yeah, we seem okay. 90% of the time I irritate Stevie because I haven't used the newest form of spreadsheet that we're using for information or I'm super awkward to get hold of or whatever. But Stevie copes with me. Episodes are less than an hour long, making them a nice little chunk to get twice a week. Keep up the good work, Stevie and Sam. Smiley face. And yes, thank you. The first episode we are watching this time is Battle Aboard the St. Anne. The gang arrive in Vermilion City, where they win a set of completely not suspicious tickets from a pair of completely not suspicious girls. The tickets let them board the St. Anne for TrainerCon, where Ash trades his promo edition Butterfree for someone's first edition Raticate, immediately regretting it. But, surprise surprise, the entire con was a ruse by Team Rocket, who are trying to steal all of the trainer's Pokemon a plan which immediately backfires because the trainers are smart enough to use the Pokemon they're trying to steal. Together, all of the trainers battle and defeat Team Rocket using various Pokemon pyramids to send them blasting off. Before anyone can celebrate, the boat starts to capsize and everybody abandons ship, all except for Team Rocket, Ash, Misty and Brock, who stayed behind to retrieve Ash's recently returned Butterfree. As the lifeboats head towards dry land, Team Rocket and the gang plummet into the depths of the ocean in an upturned ship to enact the plot of the Poseidon Adventure. And now May's allowed to talk. Yay, I like talking. We've never had a third person on before. Unless you count my cat. So, who who wants to go first, saying something that they liked? Is it okay if I go first? Yeah, go ahead. 
I like whenever James dresses and skirts and stuff, and I love James in this episode yes. so much because he's like, because there's a line and he says, "Aren't I the coolest girl?" And I'm like, "Yes, you are, James. You're perfect. I love you." I'm a massive fan of James, and I realised it this episode. Yeah, James is the best. Everything about James is so good. He's got his own sort of mini story arc this episode with the um, magic arp and everything. Yeah, that was a really funny plot line. Because he's so proud of himself that he got a magic arp, but it's part of like a Ponzi scheme where you sell the magic arp, you make more magic arp and sell more magic arp. Bless him. Were they supposed to be Ganguro girls at the start? Yeah, I, I, I have it there that I think they've been Ganguro girls. Uh, there are other things I like too. But I, I, wrote, I wrote a lot about how I love what James is wearing at all times. Like when he wears the uh, that little suit on the ship. I love that. Team Rocket's outfits are usually on point. In an episode that we're going to record at some point in the future, I'm sure there's an episode focusing a lot on costumes. I'm pretty sure James is a big part in that. That's good. I'm glad. I like James. All of the costumes Team Rocket have are amazing. Team Rocket's probably one of the main things about Pokemon I like so far. I also liked when they actually... the. Pokemon trainers use their Pokemon, and yeah, I really liked that part, and I really liked how the, all the Pokemon that were the same species jumped on each other to do a mega attack. That was pretty cool. It was better than them sort of just standing there and letting their Pokemon be stolen. And it was more than just, you know, the main characters. I felt like that entire scene, though, like everything on the SSN, I'm going to keep calling it the SSN because it reminds me of the games. It is the SSN, isn't it? No, it's the St. Anne in the, in the show. Oh, oh, yeah. it is. That is weird. I always just thought it was the same thing. Yeah, no, I didn't know until watching it this time around that it's in, in the show it's called the St. Anne, but in the game it's called the SS Anne. So- I, I always got really sad in the game as a kid because I would go to Vermilion City and I'd go on the SS Anne and I'd be like, oh no, all these people are going to die. I'm not going to die, they, they get out safe, but the boat's going to die. The unsinkable ship, as the captain calls it. <laughs> so it's, it's a reference to the Titanic. In fact, this whole plot's sort of a reference to like the Titanic and... The Poseidon Adventure, which is a similar plot to the next episode. Which I'll watch in several weeks. <laughs> which you'll watch next time in <laughs> several weeks. It was nice to spend more time with Team Rocket, mainly Jesse, James and Meowth, because normally in an episode, we'll see the scheme that they're getting up to, and then they'll be there to do the scheme, and then they get blasted off. But this time it was nice to see them be around before the scheme kicks off, and then after the scheme happens. Especially when they're doing the motto and James is really sad because he bought the magic art. So deflated. I liked the whole conversation with the main boss of Team Rocket as well because I don't know how much we'll actually know at this point because I've not seen many episodes between but there's a lot of mystery surrounding the boss right now. Do you know who the boss is? Yeah, I do know because of the games but obviously if I hadn't known about it before then that would be a pretty interesting plot point. And Meowth being jealous of the Persian. It was nice to see the boss being all dark and mysterious, but he still had time to stick in a pun of perfection. <laughs> <laughs> so is Meowth actually the main boss's Pokemon? I think so. I think he might be. I think there's an episode where they sort of talk about Meowth's past and he, because he could talk, the the boss liked him and uh, took him on board. And then Meowth went off to work with Team Rocket, like Jesse and James. And then uh, he got a Persian to replace him. Aww. That's quite sad. I know. I like Meowth, though. Meowth is scrappy. No, but not Scrappy-Doo, though. No. <laughs> Much better than Scrappy-Doo. Oh, I'm trying to think of a line from a song now, but I can't remember it. Something about being traded in for a younger model. Aww. But Persian, isn't Persian technically like an older model because it's like a, an evolution of Meowth? In TV shows, they get traded in for the younger model that's stronger or faster or better or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or more attractive. Although, I don't get why Persian would be more attractive than Meowth. Meowth can talk. That's really cool. Yeah, Meowth's great. 
And it's got um, a ruby on its head instead of a coin. Your cat's scratched off the right bling. Is there anything else that you liked? I like how busy this episode is. There's so much happening and there's so much in every single shot. There's all these trainers with all their Pokemon talking and there's battles happening and there's stalls selling things. It's so nice to see this big cluster of, of life happening. Yeah, I really like the setting as well. Because it's something that you don't really get in Digimon is busy places. But in Pokemon, because they've got this whole world and it's all full of people, they can have these lively places and this busy atmosphere. I'll go into it lightly, but I'm not a massive fan of the setting because I'm a massive baby when it comes to open water and giant shipwrecks. So like the end of this episode and sort of the setup for the next episode really creeps me out. To the point where I can't play video games, Fallout 4 just released Far Harbour and... There's a lot of shipwrecks around the water in there. I cannot go in at sea. I get really upset when I see them and it really creeps me out. But I always, I've always wanted to go on a cruise though, which is a dilemma for me. I've never really had a phobia, so I can't really relate to that. Drowning would be scary, actually. I can imagine anything that involves not breathing being a very bad way to go. We're getting dark. Let's stop. Steer this ship back on course. Nice. So, Stevie, anything else you liked about this episode? I liked the Pika Power Rangers, as I've chosen to call them. The Pika Power Rangers. Oh, I love that. Did you see how they used a shot from the Pokemon Emergency episode? They're all jumping over the like fence. Oh, there's loads of Pikachu jumping out. That's from the Pokemon Emergency episode. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's exactly the same shot. That was lazy of them. Why do you notice all these animation errors? Because I watched these when I was younger on TV and I couldn't pause, and now I can pause and I will scrutinise and pause as much as I can. Or as I just watch from beginning to end. Getting angrier at Ash slowly but surely. There was actually a good point in this episode where someone other than Ash was a sore loser. The old man, like, he just gave up mid-battle. Just like, no, I'm not losing this. I'd rather stop now. And it was nice to see that it's not just Ash that can be like that. You're not a fan of Ash, are you? Not currently, no. We'll see what happens between these episodes. Were you not a fan when he traded Butterfree? No. Oh my god. Throughout that whole thing, I was just cringing in pain. <laughs> I couldn't watch. <laughs> I was just like, no, Ash, why are you so dumb? Why would you do this? I have some things about that scene that I really don't like, but I guess I'll get to that when we talk about our dislikes. Okay, that's fine. Um, have either of you got any more likes to mention? The gentleman that trades in the Raticate, he looks like the gentleman sprite from the games. And I really like that. Actually, now that you mention it, I can see what you mean. Yeah, because I've, I've been playing Yellow, and I blame this podcast for that. And I noticed that they reference a lot of the trainer sprites that you fight against. And it's just, I really like that. I found it. I can see what you mean, though, with the moustache and everything and the cane. I think it's a reference. It's close enough of a reference. It's probably a nice nod to the games. Things we didn't like. No, I'm still on things I like. Like... I like when Ash, Brock, and Misty are at the buffet and they're just hawking down food without shame. They are like any student at a free buffet. Oh yes, definitely. They've not even got plates. They're just grabbing things and just shoveling food down, not looking suspicious or guilty at all. It's great. Well, to be fair, it's fair that they'd be hungry because, you know, they've been adventuring and we don't don't know how much they eat. They could just be not eating that much if they go to forests and stuff. I think they have plenty, seeing as Brock bought a whole picnic table from his backpack. He's probably got plenty food in there. Brock's magic. I forgot that. All of this stuff comes from his bag. What a good Brock. The last good thing I've got, apart from Pokemon Triangles on my notes, is uh, the moment where the captain's saying there's nothing to worry about whilst he's descending in the lifeboat. I'm just going to take this lifeboat and just take it out for a test drive. <laughs> oh, that did make me laugh. Oh, I like that. Let's go to dislikes. Dun, dun, dun. 
So my first dislike is the trading machine's completely unnecessary. I get it's meant to be a reference to how trading looks in the game, but they are standing right next to each other. The reason that Ash gets caught, you know, in the boat is because the trading taking takes too long. You know it'd been quicker? If you passed over the Pokeball. Like, ah. I imagine the Pokeballs probably have some sort of ID system. So if they get lost, they can be returned to the trainer, maybe. So maybe going through the machine, like, swaps the IDs on the Pokeballs so that it gets returned to the right trainer if they ever get lost or misplaced. But in the game, like, it says original trainer, but it doesn't say who the current trainer is. Which therefore means that I'm wrong still. It would have been great if the guy was saying to Ash, oh, take good care of my friend Poopy Butt. And Ash is like, what? That's his nickname and you can't change the nickname. Sending gay thoughts over Wonder Trade. <laughs> Goodbye, gay thoughts. <laughs> I've seen someone doing that with hopes and dreams as well. <laughs> okay, who's next with dislikes? Stevie? I don't like Ash. Okay. <laughs> he traded Butterfree. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I've got in my notes, Ash trading Butterfree. Stevie will not be happy about this. Of course I'm unhappy about this. Butterfree's the best and Ash just sends him off on his way. And then he forgets about it for a few minutes. He's like, I will choose you, Butterfree. No, it's Radicate. Oh, oops. To be fair, he does lament it. Yeah, only after he's forgotten he's done it. He's so dumb. I haven't actually got many dislikes before you talked about the... um. Ash trading Butterfree. Alan, we've mentioned the random scene from Pokemon Emergency where Pikachu are jumping over a wall. That, those are my dislikes. I really like this episode. I like this episode too, but I like. I also didn't like... I, I got a bit nauseous when the boat was shaking, and I didn't like that, but that's because my head is broken and I get nauseous really easily. I just assumed it was the animation, because in most episodes there seems to be a, a low-level earthquake. Are the Diglets under the ocean as well? <laughs> we have a theory that Diglett are constantly underground and they're causing low-level tectonic activity. That's a reasonable theory. Every single episode seems to be shaking ever so slightly. This one wasn't as bad, actually. Yeah, I don't usually notice it because I'm not the one that notices these errors. I'm so critical of animation errors. It's really bad of me. Oh, I thought of another dislike. How could a Starmie lose to eradicate? I feel like Starmies are very strong and eradicates are just kind of meh. Yeah. It used, was it Super Fang or Hyper Fang it used? Hyper Fang, I think. Is that the one that halves HP? I think it's that one, but I think that's probably worth checking. Hyper Fang deals damage and has a 10% chance of causing flinch. Uh. So it's Super Fang that halves things. Hyper Fang's actually a really strong move. It's got 80 power. Mm, that's quite good. Wow. Yeah, I can see what you mean, though. I mean, Starmie has long-range attacks like Water Gun and stuff. Can it use Water Gun outside of water? Yes. Yeah. Squirtle can. Starmie can. I like Starmie more than Raticate, though. Starmie should have won. Oh, definitely. One thing I did notice was that the scaling of Pokemon seems to be all over the place. Because like, in an earlier episode, Misty's Starmie is like almost the same height as her. <laughs> but in this one, the Starmie's shorter than a small child. Maybe they're different sizes? By several feet. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's episodes with tiny Pokemon. No! That does sound familiar. I, I know what it is, and we can't talk about it because spoilers. Immediate spoilers. <laughs> Okay. Hello. Any other dislikes? Because I am happy with this episode. I'm happy with this episode. I've got one thing. Well, there's like some really dumb things just to do with Pokemon in general. Like Charmander's tail is on fire and he's let on a cruise ship. And that seems like a pretty big safety hazard. I think they've worked their way around Charmander's. Charmander's flame doesn't make smoke either. Maybe it's not like a proper flame. Maybe it doesn't burn. But then how can you put it out? Don't make me explain plot holes. Charmander's tail is a whole plot hole. 
unto itself. There's a plot about Charmander's tail at some point in the future anyway, so... Charmander the stray Pokemon, which through the power of time travel we've already actually covered. <gasps> Magical. There was one more thing where in the outro bit it was a pretty big cliffhanger and then he wrecks it with a bad pun about having a sinking feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that feeling. Yeah, that was awful. This cliffhanger's actually pretty tense and he just ruins it. I mean, oh, these characters might die. Fun. Kind of kills any suspense. I'm interested to see how they get out of it, though. I like the next episode a lot. In my overall thoughts, I've, I've got that, like, this is one of my favourite little mini arcs in the entire Pokemon. This episode, the next episode, and the episode after it are all sort of the same mini story, and it's really good, and I really like it. Especially the next episode. Shall we move on? So... What's everyone's favourite character slash thing and why? James, because he's cool and he wears a dress and I like it. And I like his outfits and I like his plot in this episode. And I I, I like his face when he thinks about how rich he's going to get. And to be fair, like Magikarp's not a... Like you can evolve it to Gyarados Mm. and stuff. Yeah, James was really endearing in this episode. I've got the exact same thing. So nice to see him try and take this little initiative. It would have been so good as well if, if... Okay, I can't say anymore because it spoils what happens next. I'm not allowed to. Magikarp made a thousand eggs. In the hull of the ship. Well, it's possible if he also had a thousand dittos, that Magikarp would be very busy. Ew. See, stop making everything gross. Oh, jeez. It just happens. Stevie, what did you like about this episode? And don't make it dirty. I like it when we get a million Pikachu all at once. Because Pikachu's really cute. The Pika Power Rangers. A million points of Pikachu. <laughs> Pika Pika Choo Choo. Isn't it? Is it? Yes. It feels like it's so long ago now. Yeah, it was nice to see um, all of the teams of Pokemon stacking up and using their attacks. And it was weird to see Ash sort of take command of that, especially with the Pidgeotto as well. They do one massive tornado. It was kind of cool. They do kind of wreck the whole ship, though. Only a little bit, but shush. Anyway, overall thoughts for this episode? I really liked it. I thought it was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was strong. Earlier I was thinking, what scenes could we have taken out? That would have kept the story the same. And the only one I could really think of was maybe the start of the story. Maybe you could have started with the, the, the gang on the boat and then I'm explained how they got there. But even then, you know, that that's being a bit nitpicky. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you there. You could have maybe skipped the conversation between Team Rocket and the big boss. Well, that's relevant because it explains why the rest of Team Rocket are there. Yeah, it's relevant, but it's not really necessary. Like Team Rocket's just there anyway. They're always there. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't explain why they... Because there's all the other Team Rocket members as well, aren't there? It's not just Jesse and James. And it gives reason as to why they're there as well as Jesse and James. Because obviously the whole boat plot was a, a big plot that the boss of Team Rocket had planned. It was nice. It was a really good episode, though. I, I really enjoyed this. It was potentially my favourite of the ones we've watched so far. Unless some of the ones between now and releasing this episode have been good. For some reason, I can remember this episode pretty vividly. I'm not sure if it's because I played the games and that sort of like jogged my memory every time I would play the games with the the SSN in it. But I just really have really good memories of this episode and the next episode Mm -hmm. and also the Meowth episode when we learn about his backstory. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, those are the episodes that really stick out the most to me. And that's why I was like, yes, this episode, I love this episode. It's the episodes that aren't filler that really stand out. This is definitely not filler. This is definitely part of a bigger plot. The second episode we are watching is The Dark Network of Etamon. The kids arrive on the continent of Server, 
and head towards a Koromon village, only to find it filled with Pokemon instead. They question this for a very short time before settling down for the night. Poyomon digivolves to Tokemon, and not long after is kidnapped by the Pokemon. Okemon sniffs him out and battles Etamon's henchman, the Gazimon, and when Tai comes running, he digivolves to Greymon to save everyone. Etamon crashes the party and chases the kids into a cave where they find their first crest. Cool. 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 My voice doesn't go up there. Cool. What did you think was cool about this episode? I like Gazimon. Ah, yes. I love Gazimon. And I really like Sassy Tokamon, Sassy Agumon, because Agumon's talking to the Koromon, and then Sassymon is saying, gee, I really like talking and stuff, but uh, I'm kind of tied up right now, because Agumon's just having a chat. Pokemon's just done with this entire day and just want to be out of the cage, somewhere else, doing something else. I'm pretty sure at the start, in the opening bit, Agumon says Jedi instead of Jedi. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't because I wasn't feeling great and I just wanted to get through the episode. But I'm pretty sure Argument says Jedi. Yeah, it sounded like it. Also, I like how at the start, the background is blue blotchy water and blue blotchy sky. So it makes them look like they're floating in a blue blotchy void. I really noticed the backgrounds and stuff today, especially in the sort of the tower when they go and find Mimi. I really noticed how blotchy everything was. Because mm. normally I'm looking at, at like the people talking or the Digimon that are in the shop. Because they're bright and colourful and keeps my attention. But when you see these big scenes like that, I can sort of really tell where there's blotches and it really upsets me. <laughs> I don't know why I don't focus on it, but this time was like the first time I've actually stopped and looked at it and gone, oh, okay, that's that's a lot of blotches. It's so weird. It's such a weird design choice. I didn't really watch this episode too closely because this is one of the episodes I had on videotape as a kid. So my nostalgia blindness is just completely blocking it from view <laughs> the entire time. Aww. I, I still notice the bad things, but I'm feeling very lenient on it this time. It was like the last one before the videotape after suddenly jumped into zero two for some reason. Oh. <laughs> it was really weird. I like volume five ended with this episode and then volume six was the start of zero two. And I I just still don't know why. Okay, let's get back on topic. I like how Poyamon explodes into Tokomon. <laughs> Yeah, that sort of does happen. It reminds me of the V-Pets. Before they evolve, they shake a little bit and look a bit like they're going to poop, and then they evolve. They explode in Digimon World as well. Just like, all of the skin just explodes off. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. Yeah, that really upsets me. They just become a wireframe, and then there's the blinding light, like there is in this episode. (laughs) So many care mistakes. TK doesn't keep very good care of his Digimon. (laughs) Oh, I think he's fine for an eight-year-old. Yeah, he is an eight-year-old, so you have to forgive him for that. I remembered more things that I liked. When Tokemon comes back to TK, he says he's like a boomerang. I oh, really liked that part. It was cute. That was really sweet. Oh, Tokemon's always really cute. Yeah, especially with his teeth. We didn't see his teeth this episode, though. Mm. No, not like in the first episode. I also really like the music that plays when Ty gets his crest. Oh, yeah, I agree. The music in this episode is just really, really nice. The nostalgia, it feeds off of this music. <laughs> And I really also like when Joe says he's happy to be using his frequent flyer miles. Such a dated reference. No, no, we still use frequent flyer miles. I didn't like that joke, because he just basically stole it from Mimi in an earlier episode. It's used a lot. Yeah. In this in this season and the next season. I don't want Mimi's jokes to become contagious. Don't diss Mimi. Mimi's really nice. Millie, Mimi's the best, and I will fight for Mimi. I will protect her. 
this watch route, Joe and Mimi have become two of my favorite characters. Because before it was Izzy and Ty. And now I'm not really a massive fan of Ty because he does the same sort of stuff. And Izzy, he's okay, but I'm, I'm really enjoying Joe and Mimi, especially because of Tri Chapter 2 coming out. It's nice to see them doing bits that are similar to that. I'm really disliking Matt's and Mimi. Ugh, not a fan of Matt. Matt is so edgy. <sighs> Matt's so cool. He's too cool to be caught sleeping. But his eyes were snoring. Cool people don't sleep. You can't be caught napping. <laughs> they just lie there and brood with their eyes closed. So I complete, completely forgot that a Botamon was in this episode. Oh, yeah. And I got really excited when I saw it. I did a little scream. And then after Greymon beats up the Gazimon, Botamon's still there hanging out with them. It's like, who is this little guy? What's, what's he doing? What's he for? I've never noticed that Botamon's still there with them after. Yeah, he's just sort of stood next to Mimi. Oh, that's cute. It's got an attachment to Mimi, which is really nice. Even though Mimi screams in disgust because she's a girl and she only likes pretty things. Botamon's really cute. It's the cutest one out of them all. But she hates it. Eh, well, that's fine. She's allowed her own opinions. No, it just, like, just plot happens. A Botamon just turns up and then the next moment they're like, Oh, this is all a ruse. It's all a lie. We were deceived. <laughs> and the Pagumon starts singing. I feel like the plot progressions in these were a bit weird. Like, that's the bit where they realise they were all deceived because a Botamon's randomly there. And then, like, they escape and Ty gets his crest. We're just so randomly put in at the end. It's almost like they were just like, okay, we need to finish this episode. And they escape and Ty gets a crest at the end. You think they'd be more suspicious of the Pokemon after Tokemon disappears? And then Algamon disappears as well. They should have really twigged sooner. Other things people liked... I've got two more, but I'm going to let someone else go first. I liked Ogumon being useful and thoughtful by making the steam to sig- signal to the children. He starts using pepper breath on the waterfall. Yeah, it was a clever idea, but really I don't think it makes sense. Because the water's constantly moving, you can't heat up one spot of it. <laughs> it's going to evaporate some of it. Yeah, but hitting the same spot shouldn't make it evaporate more, because the water's constantly moving. No, he's, he's not evaporating one specific spot. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Look at the animation. <laughs> He's aiming in one spot because they didn't want to animate more than one spot being hit. But he's just hitting it so it creates a constant billow of smoke instead of just the one shot that goes up. Well, steam, really. But Ty calls it smoke for some reason. It's digi smoke. It's different. He did think that the grey clouds that were just in the blotchy background a few episodes ago <laughs> were smoke as well. A few episodes ago. That's going to be about ten episodes ago. In the factory episode. Episode six. So yeah, that's going to be about fifteen episodes ago. About ten episodes ago. Yeah, for us, but not for future us when this comes out. <laughs> so confusing. Time travel. I like the Dark Network. It's such a good attack. It is really cool. It rains dark meteors and restricts evolution. It's a new uh, obstacle that they've got. It's sort of showcased Etamon's abilities that he's got. So it's not like, obviously with Devimon, Devimon had the ability to destroy the island and send it to different areas to weaken them that way. And with this villain... He can weaken you in this way, which is to restrict evolution. It's pretty cool. I also like how Joe works out, but Etamon's a rock star just from the way he says hello. Yeah. Oh no, a digi rock star. Um, anybody else get any more likes? We get a kind of explanation for why they find the crest so easily. We do? Yeah. Yeah. Waymon wishes them luck, and this luck makes them find the crests really easily throughout this entire arc. Thank you, Waymon. It's the only explanation. I agree with that. I kind of wish Waymon would just lower down a little bit to let Mimi off. Or maybe Palmon could have lifted her off, or Tentamon could have carried her off, or Beermon. Or anybody help her? Yeah, instead of just 
getting sussy at her for falling off an extremely high place that that's quite high that's higher than my flat yeah Mimi is understandable like I completely understand Mimi and everyone's just sort of like making fun of her and it's I think the dub is trying to make it a, a comedic moment and I'm just like no she's being completely reasonable I wouldn't want to do that I wouldn't do that I hate heights yeah geez like she, she's being understandable and everyone's laughing at her they do try to sort of coax her off of it though I don't think they were too mean they were just trying to be encouraging I thought well there's quite a big gap between Waymon and the land she could have easily slid down into the water and then she'd have got her hair wet they could have helped her instead of chiding her yeah don't leave her to last one last like is that they didn't do a million and one digivolutions before getting de-digivolved because that would have been so easy for them to do to fill the episode just like digivolve everyone and then have Etamon turn them back down but they didn't they didn't fall into that trap and I was proud of Digimon for a second good now the dislikes I wasn't a fan of how Ty got the crest of cave (laughs) (laughs) the crest of convenience yes he really, like, he didn't earn it. It was just there. It's tied in at the same time to them escaping. So it's like, it was literally just this plot device they got at the very end. Does anyone actually earn the crest or do they just get it and then have to earn the power to use it? I'm pretty sure they get it in ways that are similar to their crest themselves. Like, Matt gets his with his friend whilst Izzy's also getting his whilst he's being curious about the well. Yeah, that's what I got from it, that they're all, it all makes sense sort of to what their crest actually is. And then Joe is football, reliable, or something there. And TK's always hopeful, Shrug? Beating up giant chicken Digimons shows love and sincerity. It was just in a weird way, and I felt it was a bit shoehorned in at the very end of the episode that gave them a way to escape. It was the end of the start of the arc. Any more dislikes? The animation error, when the Pokemon goes past Piermon as she's eating... And she has two beaks. Oh, I didn't notice that. Was that in this episode? Yep. I've heard of that one before, so I do notice that one. <laughs> I just find it funny. Also, whenever Ty picks up his telescope to his eye, like, you can see his pupil, like, and his entire eye, like, over the telescope, and looks really weird. Oh. Like, because the telescope's not as big as his eye. Mm. It looks super weird. But I'm not sure that's really a dislike so much as it, you know, just exists. That's fine. 90% of my dislikes are animation errors. One thing... That really confused me was Etamon and his dark network seems to have tracking of the Digidestined and he knows about their existence already and knows that they were coming from File Island. How does he know any of this? And if he did somehow know about it, why didn't he go to File Island already to take care of them? Because Devimon was already over there and he probably didn't really care for Devimon. He sort of does his own thing. Um, It's Digimon logic, of course. Oh, yes. It's because of Waymon. He he. It's he's the culprit. Okay. <laughs> Another dislike is uh, well, it's not really a dislike so much as a, uh, I'm just being nitpicky. Whenever there's a Digimon introduced, Tentamon always narrates it, even if he's not there. Mm. Like he narrates um when Edamon's there and he's not there, but when the Guzzimons are introduced, the Pokemon narrate it. So it's really weird that they wouldn't narrate Edamon as well. Mm, it would have been cool if the Guzzimon introduced Etamon. And it would make sense, but Tentamon's not even there. And I'm, I'm done for dislikes. Cool. I'm also done. I'm also getting tired. Favourite character slash thing and why? Uh, uh, Guzzimon, because I I really like the version 5 uh, Digimon V-Pet, because it's based on the um, Godzilla Kaijus, and Guzzimon is one of the child-level Digimon in that toy, and I, gr- I love it. Yeah, I, I, got, I, love I it. got one the other, the other week. It's really, really good. But yeah, I like Guzzimon. Stevie, what did you like character thing? Um, I think Etamon was pretty on point. Oh, I love Etamon. What about uh, Joe's Chihuahua called Princess? <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't believe him. 
something tells me that's not, not true. Well, they got rid of one of his brothers and added a dog. I think Mimi's bad writing has been infecting Joe as well this episode. Possibly. Possibly. It's contagious. It's going to spread throughout all of the kids. Overall thoughts? I liked it. It was good. What was the plot of this episode? They arrive in a new place, then Etamon? They arrive in a new place, they fall for dumb tricks, and then they get chased into a cave and find a crest. I think it didn't help that I watched this second, and after watching the Pokemon episode, which was really good and had such a strong, constant plot, watching this one where they're sort of being tricked in a little village with some tiny blobs. It's a pretty dumb episode still, but I've still liked it. A lot of my nostalgia blindness, I think, helped with that, though. It's the start of a new arc, and there's a lot of promise. Hopefully this arc will be good. I can't remember how I feel about this arc. The last arc was bad. At the moment, I'm excited for it, but we've got a whole other sort of half arc to go through. Well, the other half arcs, just the episodes we've just watched for that half arc, repeated a few times. I'm, I'm concerned. The first arc for Digimon's probably the worst, if I remember right. But we'll see. We'll see in the future that will become the past. Have you got anything else to say, May, about this episode? I like Edamon, and I like his introduction, and I like the Gazimon, and I like the Digimon episode, but, like, I I didn't write that much about it because nothing much more happened compared to what happened in the Pokemon episode. Mm. Speaking of comparing episodes... Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So let's start with our Monster of the Week. Mine was Magikarp. Because it's how I felt this entire week. Really weak, really useless, kind of pointless. I've done nothing but sleep. I feel like a magic art this week. And people lie and say that you can have thousands of eggs. Why have you got to make it weird? Always got to make it weird. Okay, everyone else is monsters. Um, I like the Gazimon. I mean, I, I would say James, but I guess if we have to, I, I, I'll, I'll pick a monster. Um, so I'll pick Gazimon mm. because he wants to ask Edamon for time off, and I just really like that line. That was nice. And I know they're really cute. They're like little dog rabbits. I just, I really like them. They've got a nice design. They're quite simple, but they've got enough happening design-wise to keep them interesting. They've got more design than Algumon has, which is just a mm. yellow dinosaur. Is Gazimon what happens when you put Terriamon and Lotmon together? Yes, please. Anyway. Uh, my monster of the week was Butterfree because everyone knows I love Butterfree and it was so sad when it got traded away. I'm so happy that Ash got Butterfree back. Okay, so which episode did everyone think had the best storyline? Pokemon. Definitely. So much more happened and every scene felt relevant and it was a solid plot. It was a very solid episode of Pokemon. And it was a good cliffhanger as well. Were there any similarities between these episodes? So there was water in both episodes. I mean, it's almost like a main plot point of the Pokemon, and it's like it's where Tokemon's hiding. Mm. Uh, there are both flamboyant characters, James and Edamon. They're rather, you know, flamboyant and you know, acting, and I don't know. I I just think they're similar in that in that sense. Would they be a good team? You think? Yes, James would have a partner, and he would it would be Edamon. They'd be great. Mm. I could see. And. It. My main similarity is that something is missing from a main character, being Butterfree and Tokemon, and at the end of the episode, they get it back. Ah, that's really cool. That's actually something I hadn't thought about. All I've got is that the kids were all deceived in these episodes. In Pokemon, it was Team Rocket, and in Digimon, it was the Pokemon. Yeah, I've got something similar about them being deceived about the people in the place being nice, and then they come out as being robbers or the wrong in training Digimon. It's not a similarity. But I think it's worth mentioning that normally the kids in Digimon end up in mortal danger at the end of the episode. And in Pokemon, the kids are normally walking off to their next destination. But in this set of episodes, 
Pokemon kids are in mortal danger and the Digimon kids are walking off to their next destination, which I thought was pretty interesting because we haven't had mortal danger for the Pokemon kids so far, I think. Not that I'm aware of. But it was pretty cool. Although they did fall from a rope bridge into the ocean or the river. We haven't talked about that one yet. But we have. But we have and we haven't. One more similarity is that Ash and TK are both really bad at looking after the monsters. No. It wasn't TK's fault that Tokemon got stolen. Yeah, both Ash and TK are dumb children. You just don't like Ash at all, do you? I don't know. Maybe he's won me back over at this point and I don't know yet. Who knows? The listeners will know. <laughs> Which episode did everyone enjoy the most? Pokemon, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to have to go to Pokemon. Okay, so the point this week goes to Pokemon. And the score will be insert score here. Yep. Uh, I love insert score here. I know, I'm really surprised that it's reached this point where it's insert score here to Pokemon. I know, like, I don't think anybody would have guessed that Insert Score here would be the score. I was hoping that Digimon would have a higher score than Insert Score here. You're going to record one bit of me saying the score and just add it into each one of those. Make it really robotic, though. I'm going to. Yeah, look like a phone voice. 5-2 to Pokemon. We've covered 14 episodes by this point. I don't know the numbers. Time flies. We're doing two episodes a week now, and now we're just going to go through them so quickly. Okay, right. Moving on. Join us again next time where we'll be watching episode number 16. The arrival of Skull Greymon and Pokemon Shipwreck. You can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us an iTunes or Stitcher review for us, that'd be really grateful. That'd be really grateful. (laughs) Hey, I cannot words right now. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and with the Will forums if you search for the Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show, and we'll cover it in the next demonstration segment. You can listen to me on Austin Translation Mom, where I'm showing it to my co-host, as he has never seen Digimon before, and we're also comparing the English version and the original Japanese version. So yeah, it's good. We've done 56 episodes, so if, if that sounds like something you're interested in, you should listen to it if you, if you want to. It's so good. It's really good. It is really good. I know we've got some listeners that haven't watched digimon before so it'd be quite it's definitely worth listening to especially if you've never watched it before because jay mace co-host has never seen it before and his opinions on them are accurate and harsh and accurate yeah thanks for having me guys it's been good yeah it's been real fun thanks for joining us thank you yeah it's been really really good i'm so glad you did this for us it's all right. I, I I love the Moncast and I and I love Pokemon and I love Digimon. So it's good that I can talk about both of them. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Right, bye bye. Bye. Oh, you seem to make every Digimon segment sexual in some way. Yeah, like how I like Tanamon. I'm sorry. Enjoying Tanamon. Yeah. Just... Which, by the way, those were fighting words. I love Tanamon because Tanamon's got really cute and it's got like hair and involves to Palmon and it's, you know, green. I think it's the eyes. The eyes creep me out a little bit. They all have eyes like that. All the babies. <laughs> but they're sort of giant, weird alien eyes. They creep me out.
Well, Palmon is arguably an alien because of the big eyes. Hmm, I suppose. But I like Palmon's Palmon. the best. Palmon is really good. We're talking about the wrong the wrong Mon right now. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. We've digressed. Yeah. We've yeah, di- sorry. We've, we've digressed so far. I couldn't even find a segue back on track. <laughs> You notice things yeah, like font. That's good though. Font. It's good to font. <laughs> you notice... Oh yeah, that's that's in the one random bit of Togemon. Yeah, apparently Togemon's font when they digivolve is different to everyone else's. And Only in that really? Case. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of it's more. I don't know. It it looks more like Togemon. It's sort of pointier, <laughs> rounder. It's to symbolise the needles. You mean the chicka chicka bang bang? <laughs> Yay! That is my favourite move ever. It's mine too. Anyway, we're back on to Digimon again. This keeps happening. <laughs> Digimon's good. And Pokemon's good too. Order. Order must be restored. <laughs> does Ash drown? Spoilers. <laughs> Wait, does he actually drown? Spoilers. <laughs> Please say it so. Spoilers. Oh, I really want Ash to be unconscious for an episode. That would be wow. so good. <sighs> He's ten. Leave well, him alone. That's all I want. One episode of Pokemon without Ash. That would make me happy. Um, yeah, uh, oh, um, 